0: Well, good evening, everyone. I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and welcome you here to our 6 o'clock worship service on Christmas Eve. Uh, If you have your Bibles with you, I want to encourage you to go to John chapter 1. We also have Bibles right in front of you there in the pew. Uh, Please turn with me there. We continue on here in this Stars of Christmas series, and we're focusing in on the star of the entire thing, Jesus himself. And uh, to kick things off, we're going to start in John chapter 1, and um, focusing in on how Jesus is called the light, and um, He's also called the Word, and He's mentioned as life. And um, we're going to walk through these things here. Before we begin reading this, this is God's Word, and He speaks to us through His Word. And so let's take a moment here in prayer, asking for the Lord to bless this time together. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this time together in your word. You speak to us through your word, and I ask, Father, that tonight, as we focus in and talk about Jesus, the star of Christmas, the entire reason for the season, I'm asking, Father, for your blessing as I share your truth. Please guide us and lead us by your spirit. We thank you for this time. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. John chapter 1 here. And we're going to start in verse 1. These are some familiar passages. Perhaps you've heard them before. And it starts with, in the beginning was the Word. That is, Jesus. So in the beginning we know Jesus was present. And it says, and the Word was with God. So Jesus was with the Father. He's always existed. And it also says, and the Word was God. Meaning that Jesus is God. He is supernatural. And He was with God in the beginning. And then verse 3 is just absolutely powerful. Through Him, all things were made. Through Jesus, all things were made. And it says that without Jesus, nothing was made that has been made. Now, I just want to stop there for a second because there's something incredible With that in mind, all of these people that we've walked through in the stars of Christmas, whether it's Mary and Joseph, whether it's the angels and shepherds, whether it's uh, the Magi and also King Herod, all of these people were created by Jesus, through Jesus. So you imagine Mary holding this child, and, and if any parents are in the room and you've held a baby, and you think, wow, this is... One of my own. Right? And, and was Jesus' eyes fixed on Mary and was He thinking, this is one of my own. It's just powerful. Through Him all things were made and without Him nothing was made that has been made. And in Him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. This is John the Baptist. And he came as a witness to testify concerning that light, the light that was coming, so that through him all might believe. And now he himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Verse 9, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. And then in verse 14, The Word became flesh. And made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. The word becomes flesh. That's Christmas right there. The word becomes flesh. Tony Evans says it this way. Jesus is fully human so he likely cried as an infant. He cried. But he's also fully divine and he gave life to his mother. We already talked about that, but that is a big deal. He's fully human, so there was moments where he got tired and had to sleep. But he's fully divine in the fact that he can raise from the dead. This is Jesus, the Word becoming flesh to make his dwelling among us. Jesus called himself the light of the world. And in this passage here, we talked about how there's darkness and the light comes into the darkness. To understand how significant it is that Jesus was coming to this earth, there's a curse of sin and darkness has covered the earth. And Jesus comes to break through that darkness and bring this great light so that people who are living in darkness can be brought out of that and live in the light of God. He is the light of the world. Helping people to see. I love the uh, nativity scene. You see all these different people showing up to look at this child. They've been called, if you will, from the shepherds out in their fields being drawn in. And I know last week we talked about the Magi probably didn't show up right there in the manger scene, but they eventually showed up and they were led by God to this child. And you see all of these different people gathering around to see this child, Jesus. And 2,000 years later, God is doing that yet today. He draws people to Himself. He draws people into a relationship with Jesus. Looking at John 12 and Matthew 12, I want to talk a little bit about what Jesus says when it comes to gathering to Him. These are words of Jesus later on in His life. He says, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to Myself. And He said this to indicate how He was going to die. The lifting up that Jesus was speaking of was very literal. Jesus would be lifted up on a cross and He would die paying the penalty and the price for our sin. And his primary reference was to the cross, but his words also include the resurrection. And that's a big deal because the resurrection proves that Jesus is who he said he was. He truly came to redeem people. It also looks at his ascension up into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. And we look at his exaltation and drawing people into a relationship with Him. Now, here's some serious words of Jesus in Matthew 12. I just want us to, to catch this. He says, Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. That's a pretty heavy statement from Jesus Himself. And just as He said, He's drawing people in to a relationship with Himself. If we're not pursuing Him, Jesus is saying it's as if you're scattering. It tells me our relationship with Christ needs to be something we take serious, something that's very important. Let us be people who are gathering Not just for a Christmas Eve service. This is good. We gather, we reflect, we remember. I mean, I can't think of what Christmas Eve would be like if I wasn't at church. That's just kind of what I grew up with. That's what we do. Okay, but if you just showed up and you're just punching that ticket, but then you walk out of here and you're not gathering toward Him on a consistent daily basis, you're missing the point. We just showed up and got all the feels, if you will, we felt good, right? It seemed right, but then we walk out and it hasn't changed our life. We gather toward Jesus, we lean into Him, we pursue Him. This last point I want to make here is from Philippians chapter 2. You see some of these people in these scenes showing up and kneeling to this little child. We saw that with the Magi, they brought their gifts. They're presenting them to Jesus. I heard a little story uh, this week of these little kids. They were going through the Christmas story, and uh, they got the teachers talking about the three wise men, and the kids are, are basically chiming in. Okay, kids, what happened next? And one of them said, well, the three maggots came and gave their gifts, and the teacher tried to ring it in, you know, and so what were those gifts that the Magi brought? And the same kid is expressing that they came with gold, frankenstein, and smurfs and had it all twisted around. But they bring these precious gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and they bow down to worship this king. They bow down to worship him. And you see the scenes of them kneeling. Now this was something physically we can kneel. And the Bible speaks of a day where we will physically kneel before Jesus. Philippians 2. It says that Jesus was made in human likeness. Remember, the Word became flesh. And being found in appearance as a man, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So a physical kneeling. We will kneel before our King, but I also want to look at that in in kind of an understanding of the posture of our heart. We kneel before our King. We kneel to Him. We surrender our lives. We say, God, it's about what you want to do in my life, not about what I want to do. You're kneeling to His preference, you're kneeling to His plans, you're kneeling to His will, not yours. And that can be a hard decision. Because we have a lot of things we want to do in our life. We have a lot of plans. We have our agenda. And I'll just say this I'm including myself into this call here, but we're selfish, aren't we? We want to do things our way. And God's saying it's not about your way, it's about my way and the things I want to do in your life. Will you kneel to that? Will you surrender to that? Several years ago, my grandpa Bud passed away, and as a family, we were out in Illinois, and we were at his house, and people were kind of getting gifted, if you will, different things that my grandparents had had in their home. They had angels and all kinds of figurines, and it came to a point where he said, does anybody want this item? And I saw it, and I said, I want that item. And um, I put this out on Facebook a couple weeks ago. But it's a figurine of Santa kneeling at the manger. Recognizing that all of the activities and the commotion and the things that we do in the Christmas season, these are all fun. You know, we like to watch the Christmas movies and and we like to get gifts for people. and We like to sing the songs. But in the midst of all of that, everything should kneel. To recognize that Jesus is what it's all about. We kneel to Jesus. We recognize that He is the star of Christmas. He is the main focus. And we bring our attention to Him. Let us not miss the point of Christmas. Let us not miss the big news that comes through Jesus. It was December of 1903 after many attempts. The Wright brothers, do you know who that is? Orville and Wilbur. Okay, They were successful in getting their flying machine off of the ground and into the air at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Have anybody ever been to Kitty Hawk before? Yeah, my family, they're raising their hands. Some of you, okay. Yeah, it's crazy. You're out in this of a field, and that's where they, they, they ended up getting enough speed and taking off. And thrilled over the accomplishment of flying, they sent a telegraph message back to their sister, Catherine. And the telegraph says, we have actually flown 120 feet. We will be home for Christmas. And Catherine hurried to the editor of the local newspaper, and he showed him the message, And he glanced at it and said, well, how nice. The boys will be home for Christmas. (laughs) They completely missed the big news. They flew. Totally missing this historic moment that man had flown. We can go through all of the activities missing the big news. It's good to pause and reflect on a night like tonight to recognize who Jesus is, why he came, and the reason for the season, the point. And I can sum it up with one verse in John three sixteen. I you know a lot of us know that one by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his one and only Son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is why he came, to save those who are lost, to redeem those who need to be brought back to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. I want to draw your attention here to the screen. Uh, for a video of reflection.
1: It was a night unlike any other. There was a stillness in the air, quiet calm in the evening sky. Grace was on the horizon. An unfathomable mercy a love deeper than anyone had ever known. This silent night was about to give way to a chorus which would change the world forever. For on this day, in the city of David, is born a Savior, Jesus, the Son of God, the Word in flesh, God had reached down from heaven to earth to draw us to Himself, to make a way to bring us home. Today, the heart of God is on full display, for God so loved the world.
0: For God so loved the world that He gave His Son, Jesus. John MacArthur said that the first time Jesus came, He came veiled in the form of a child. And a star marked His arrival. And wise men brought Him gifts, and there was no room for Him. Only a few attended His arrival. The next time Jesus comes... He will be recognized by all. Heaven will be lit by His glory, and He will bring rewards for His own. The world won't be able to contain His glory. Every eye shall see Him, and He will come as sovereign King and Lord of all. People won't miss that like they missed the birth of Jesus, didn't even know it happened. When Jesus comes in all his glory, people will know that he is the king of all kings. Whether or not they've acknowledged that in their life, they will on that day. Joseph Bailey says that tonight I will sing praises to the Father who stood on heaven's threshold and said farewell to his Son as he stepped across the stars to Bethlehem and Jerusalem. And I will sing praise to the infinite, eternal Son who became most finite, a baby, who would one day be executed for my crime. Praise Him in the heavens. Praise Him in the stable. And praise Him in my heart. I started this message talking about the light of Jesus and how He shared He's going to be penetrating... The darkness. And in John 12, if you were to read on from him talking about how he's gathering people unto himself, he says that my light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they're going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. Folks, don't take a moment like this for granted. You know, we talk about how Jesus is the reason why we celebrate Christmas. And from Jesus' mouth, hopefully to the ears of your heart, Jesus says, walk in the light while you can. Follow me while you can. He says, put your trust in the light while there is still time. Don't put a decision like this off. Jesus says, I'll be lifted up so that I can gather people unto me. And so you and I, average, everyday people, we kneel before Jesus. Let the posture of our heart be one that we recognize that he is our Savior He is the one who holds our life in his very hands. He is the one who can guide us and lead us, bring victory into each and every circumstance. What is the posture of our heart? You know, to receive Christ is not something passive that we do like when we get a a letter in the mail and we just receive that. To receive Christ means to welcome him. And his substitutionary atonement, meaning that he took your sin and traded and gave you his righteousness. But that has to be received. And you welcome that into the home of your heart. Just like a guest would enter into your home. You bring Jesus into the equation. That is why he came. That is the reason for Christmas. And it says in Matthew that we're going to call this child Jesus because he will save people from their sin. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? Father God, I thank you. I thank you for sending your son Jesus. you offer him as a sacrifice even to people who would reject you Oh Lord you did this because you love the world as we quiet our hearts and we focus in on you right here and right now it's possible there might be somebody listening that if they consider their life in relationship to you. Perhaps they've been walking around in darkness. They've never come to Jesus asking for help, asking for Jesus to save them from their sin. And just as Jesus said, I'll be lifted up and I will draw people unto me. If the Holy Spirit is drawing you right now to reach out in faith and to make Jesus your king, I encourage you to pray with me in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I want you to be my king. Let the posture of my heart surrender. To you tonight, I'm asking for forgiveness of my sin, and I desire to receive that atonement, where I give you my sin, and I receive your righteousness. Thank you for saving me and making me a child of the King. pulling me out of darkness into your marvelous light. Tonight, I confess you as my Savior and my Lord, and I believe in my heart that you died for me, that you rose from the dead, and you gave me new life. Thank you for this gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen.